Sweet, sweet, sweet Jesus. Welcome to the Basic Money Podcast. I am Josh. And I am Keith. Here we are for another exciting episode. But before we get to that, please hit the like button. Also hit subscribe or follow or whatever they're calling it on this beautiful platform you are listening to us on. Today I am going to touch on 529s. In case you are unfamiliar with them, these are college savings plants. And let's dive into them. <laughs> yes, and now specifically college saving plans for when someone like a, like a parent or someone else wants to create an account for their child to start saving for college at a young age. Yes. So every state offers a different 529 plan. There are pros and cons for a lot of them. There are a few states which have really, really great plans where you could pretty much do whatever you want with it. One of them is Nevada. Thank you for that. Um, but the main thing I really, really like about them is they are an awesome savings vehicle for people who are planning on going to more advanced education. And the reason why I use that terminology is because it is not just for college. It is for post-secondary school, which is after high school, and any apprenticeship programs. So community college, any trainings to be like a nursing aide or anything like those. So you can use it for that. Uh, it can also be used for K through 12 costs. At least $10,000 can for K through 12 costs. And it can even be used to pay up to $10,000 in student loan debts for you and the beneficiary siblings. So those are some minor things about that. But the great thing about the 529 plan is it can be opened by parents. That's usually who opens it for their kids. Can also be opened by grandparents. Can be opened by can be opened by anyone, for the benefit of anyone. I could open a 529 plan for Keith if I felt so inclined, which at this moment no. Yeah, it's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't plan on going back to school. My business venture doesn't require any more besides my usual trainings, but you know I'm okay. Yeah. So it can also be funded by anyone. So as a parent, you don't know what to get your kids. If you're like me, they already have two or three rooms that are just full of toys that they don't play with. So rather than telling parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, anything like that of what gift to get, just give them the information of the account be like, here, whatever you want to fund for that college account, great, please do. Mm -hmm. And that is a great benefit for the kiddos, should they choose anything else to go into that. It's also good for like gifts. Like, you know, like a lot of people like, if you have like parties for kids, sometimes they'll give gifts, sometimes they'll give cash. And usually it's wise to like take the cash and just be like, all right, Let's go ahead and put it into something like this. And you can also put it on like registries, like you know, if yeah. you're having like you know, if you're having a newborn child and you know you don't want everyone to buy, you know, a million diapers or you know, which which obviously are valuable, but you can have those options too, be a little more creative and say, hey, if you want to contribute to their 529. As someone who has not been a parent, diapers are way more money than gold. Like they cost way the work. I, I, I corrected myself for a sec. I said, well actually. Way no. more. But babies poop a lot, I know that. The one thing about also the 529 is it's basically like a traditional IRA. You put money in it, or no, like a Roth. You put money in it, tax that you've already paid tax on. Whatever it grows and gains to is tax free as long as it's used for educational purposes. The lifetime limit of the funding is $400,000. My plan of why I really like this and why I want to use it is I'm going to fund a ton of money into just one. Right now, my first daughter is named on it, so she will get to use it for whatever she wants to use it for. And then when she is done using that, I can then switch the name on it, on who the beneficiary is, and transfer to that person. Mm -hmm. And you can keep doing this multiple times. So let's say 
kids are done, there's still money in there, you can transfer it back to yourself and be like, I'm the beneficiary. I want to go back and get my master's. I want to go get my doctorate. Boom. You now have already the funds set aside in that account to do that. Now, is there, is there a way that, is, does it have to be some sort of like, like coll collegiate, like does it have to be like some sort of school or can you say like, I want to use this for, um, for like real estate school. I want to use this for my real estate career. So they're opening it up more and more to the other various training programs. Like I said, like apprenticeship programs, they're opening it up for that now. So you want to talk to a tax advisor to okay. see primarily if what you're going into mm -hmm. can be counted as education. So you'll want to make sure to clear that, but it's not just tuition. It can go for books. It can go for, I need a new laptop for school. It can go for all the expenses okay, so associated with education also. So it's you utilizing it for stuff like that as much as you possibly can. Because like you said, if you have stuff left over at the end, it still has to be used for that purpose. For, yeah. And, you know, if you don't use it, you have it yourself, you now have grandkids, you don't have to go funding a new one. Just transfer it to the grandkids' name. This could be a perpetual chain of just college money for your clan, tribe, whatever you call your dynasty. <laughs> so now, so now, walk us through the process itself. Like, do I walk into a bank and say, hi, I want to open up a 529 for... Banks can do it. You can go onto any brokerage site, so anywhere where you can trade stocks. They usually have 529 plans. You can talk to your financial advisors. They can talk to you do 529 plans. The 529 plan in general is just like an IRA. It's a vehicle. It's an umbrella that protects your monies from taxes. So it doesn't really matter. You still have to manage what's in it. So whatever you invest in it within okay, that, so you still have to decide. You can't just say 529 and expect it to grow. The 529 okay. is there and then I have it in stocks within that. Okay, so it's, so it's similar. So you have it in stocks, those stocks grow over time. And then when the time comes for you to use them, that's when you would sell the stock and then use that money for... Yes. Okay, so that's actually really good because a lot of people, you know, they just want to kind of put money into an account just to save. But in this case, you're utilizing the market, utilizing something like stocks to be able to grow that money over time so that when the time comes for you to actually pay for college or pay for whatever those kids need, you have something that was just growing over time instead of constantly stressing about it as these kids get older. Yeah. And the other best part about that is if the beneficiary of the IRS, so let's say my daughter actually earns a full ride scholarship, I can take whatever that tuition is and calculate it and be like, oh, their tuition for the year is $39,000. I can go into my uh, into the 529 and be like, hey, $39,000, you're coming out, you're mine, you're tax-free now. Like your mine is in yours or your mine is in... You can give it to the kids, you can give it back to you, but basically that scholarship money that that child is getting for that offsets whatever you put away in there. That is a motivation right there. Yeah. You t I tell my kid like, hey, listen, I want you to work hard. You know, and if you get a scholarship, whatever money you make on that scholarship, if it's left over in this account, it's yours. Yeah, you could totally motivate your kid. Be like, hey, earn as much scholarship as you can. I have some money set aside. Whatever you earn, you'll get from this just as so, cash money. So, and, and this is exactly what happened to me. So when I, when I was in high school, uh, I pretty much stressed myself out a lot because I was putting a lot of work on myself. I was doing a lot of extracurriculars. My SAT scores weren't that good. And my college results came back. I didn't get into the school I wanted to. I ended up going to my safety school, and my safety school, which is St. Francis College, great college to go to now that I went, they gave me a pretty beefy scholarship, scholarship like 80% of the tuition over the, over the four years that I was there. 
And I wasn't told this, but I had the college fund, which is the money they were taking out of the account to pay the 20%. And then when college was over, my parents were like, so you had this money left over in your college account that we saved from your scholarship. Here you go. So I graduated with a fat chunk of change that I didn't expect. See, but was that in a 529 or was it just a savings? No, no, it was in a 529. Oh, see, great. So that's, there was the benefit of no taxes for anybody on that's, that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So because they did that, and I would say it's better to maybe educate them because, like I said, I was upset that I that I got into this school. Looking back now, the fact that I had no college debt and I had I had money that was handed to me when I left college. Like, yeah. it's, and it's also a good motivator because I think we talked about it on an episode with Josh about return on investment for college degrees or jobs or trainings that you want to do. And this is the most important thing. When, when a kid says, I want to be a doctor, I think it's, you know, that's great. You know, here's a map out. You know, I want to be a teacher. Okay, I think it's great you want to be a teacher. Here's what to expect. You know, it was very recent we did this episode where it's like we said, like, you know, don't, don't say I didn't tell you so. Don't complain about your student debt because this is something that you should have known about in advance and also planned for. Yeah. Like, it sucks that there's interest rates on them and you gotta pay pretty much your entire life while you're working this career, but having something at a base level where you can understand where an account like this can come from and motivate someone in an early stage like your kids, it can help them be a little more in tune with what money can come their way and it can motivate them to get scholarships. I just think it's the best way for that because also, whatever money in there, you can transfer it. There's the generational aspect of it. So it's not one of those like, well, this is in it, you've lost, we've used it all, no more, or like it's a use it or lose it, like no. It can keep growing, it can keep going. Um, my plan on them is to j set up everything to where it's all generational. I've funded everything, and as long as now they just keep growing and nobody cuts down the tree, it just keeps churning money and will eventually pay for, hopefully, my grandkids' grandkids. One caveat, take care of yourself first, and have your kids really, really try for scholarships. If you don't have retirement savings, you shouldn't plan on college savings. Yeah. Let's say you put in two hours of work to possibly get a $10,000 essay. That is a way higher return than you will ever get working for almost anything. Yep. Or even a $1,000 essay. Two, two hours, I made 500 bucks an hour if I get the $1,000 scholarship. So you just want to teach the kids that, you know, if there's any ways that you can earn the income to pay for those things, do it. If there's more ways to do it than just going and working at Starbucks. Yep. Not knocking those people, but... No. <laughs> I think the nice thing is that a lot of kids like in high school, like going into college, or college kids going into their graduates, um, well, I would say more so the college kids do this, but a lot of the high school kids, they don't, because in their minds, they're just like, hey, I'm just kind of going with, you know, going with the flow. And then you have the ones that are educated and understand something like this. Getting them started at an early age with any financial information is, is more than probably 90% of the population because they don't have money, they don't know what to do with their money, they don't really want to know about money. So it's yeah. always good to keep your kids informed. So if you have kids or planning on going back to school in the future and you have extra money outside of paying for everything and planning for your retirement and your savings, it's a great idea to start the 529. Start stashing money in there to pay for those educational things, whether for your kids, whether for you in the future, whether for a niece, nephew, you want to be that cool aunt, uncle who just pays for your nephew's college or niece's college, start rolling like that. Yep. But that's it for today. I'm Josh. This I, is Keith. I am Keith. Yes, I'm Keith. And we'll be back next time. Yes. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Take care.
Alright. I hope you learned something too, today. I did, yeah. 